genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we're about to go off on Minute 59, which begins with the raffle audience applauding for Simon Skinner's name and ends with Angel rushing through the crowd. Uh, And our guests are back for the week, Grant and Paige from Gilmore Ball Z. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yes. Um, okay, well, this starts our big, this is, this is, this is the most tension-filled minute, I think, so far, uh, in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it's a goodie. Um, we also get the return of, uh, of our hooded figure, uh, making, making it, its way up to the roof, uh, in a, in a hurry. Hooded um, figure that definitely does not skip arm day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I mean, I would like to assume that that's probably Lurch. As much as, you know, Skinner is not there, I, I, I feel like it must be Lurch. Because that's like, got to be the only person who could do that, right? Push that thing off? Yeah. My only... my only, have to be. I, I, I guess the only argument is if, if it is Simon Skinner is maybe they, like, loosened it beforehand? Or if it's Oh, they just, definitely Oh, they definitely them. did. They loosened it, but still. It's got a clean cut on it. But it's okay. still, like, a heavy... You know, chunk of stone. You know, I guess I could believe that in a, in and in, powered by his pure hatred for Tim Messenger, Skinner would be <laughs> able to muster up the strength. That's fair. Uh, also, I'm just now realizing. I'm just. I'm just now seeing the NWA ribbons that all the members of the MWA mm-hmm. are wearing. Interesting. Uh, I that is that's that's adorable. It's adorable that they we're serial murderers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in a secret club of murderers. A secret cult. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty fantastic. To win the village of the year award, of course. Yeah. Um, it's interesting too that uh, uh, when when they say that uh, you know S- S- Simon Skinner doesn't come to uh to the stage, and uh, someone says that he's in the loo, and uh, Reverend Shooter suggests that perhaps he had too much of Joyce's lemonade, um, which is not a call back in the movie, but in the script, it's a call back to the moment where he offers Joyce's lemonade to Nicholas to uh, read the raffle names. Very dad joke move, pulling the same joke in a row, one uh-huh. or the other like that. Uh-huh. I'll try it again. Lemonade. Lemonade. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just interesting that it, it, it still works. It, it like... It makes it more, uh, I don't, yeah, like kind of, I, I don't know, like I don't know if "dad" is the right word PTA that I'm thinking of. PTA meeting humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PTA meeting humor. That's good. That's that's what it becomes uh, now that it's not like a callback. It's just, uh, I guess she has lemonade. Here. I don't know. Yeah. Uh oh, too much well, lemonade. And it's kind of alienating. 
Because if, like, if Nick has, if we don't know he's had the lemonade, like, everyone in this small town has known each other forever. They all know Joyce's lemonade. Nick doesn't know Joyce's lemonade. He can assume Joyce makes really good lemonade. Right. But he doesn't know. Inside jokes don't make friends, as the saying goes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's, uh, That's a really good point. Um, I like that. I also love that that Joyce is nodding. Like, yes, it does make people pee. My it's lemonade true. is delightful. <laughs> it is lemonade. <laughs> it is lemonade, and he did drink a lot of it. That six one friend of mine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's also thunder in this sequence, which I love that the thunder adds to the tension, mm-hmm. but then isn't in vain because it is raining later. Yes, it's uh, it's a true omen. Yeah, yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> right. So this music, is this music from the omen? I tried looking it up. I wasn't able to find it, uh, the answer immediately. Okay. Yeah. End of sentence. It's definitely channeling <laughs> the same vibe. Yeah, yeah. If it isn't, if it isn't sh- omen music straight from the omen, it is definitely channeling the omen, for sure. Um, but at the same time, I like how their horror movie shots, like the, the hooded figure going up the steps is a horror movie shot. And Tip Messenger, like the close-up on his face and the swirling camera, they're all horror movie shots, but shot at the wrong speed. Right. Like, they've got that, like, the tension comes from how quickly they're being shot, but that's not scary, it's tense. Right. And, like, that's a very intentional move there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, It's almost like we're catching up with the hooded figure or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful shot when he bursts open the door and you see. Oh, yeah. I love that. Like sort of sort of pseudo drone shot when Mm -hmm. he bursts out onto the roof. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Um, Yeah. No, I just I love the way this is cut. Uh, And I love the the comparison between uh, the the uh, tombola and the um, uh, the staircase, like the winding mm-hmm. staircase and the tombola is like spinning. I just I love that. I think that's great. And the way the foot the foot chase earlier with uh, the the biscuit thief felt like pure cinema. This also pure, feels just like mm-hmm. distillation. Oh yeah, like you know that old Hitchcock quote about tension. You know, yeah, where it's just like well, I don't know what's gonna happen. And actually, even just looking around this, the camera. Until it hits on the the stone that's going to hit Tim Messenger smack in the head, it's constantly spinning. So everything in this scene is spinning and oh. it's putting you at unease. Yeah. Even, even on some of the close-up shots, it's ever so subtly turning until, pretty much until we get Nick looking at the clock and realizing, crap, I gotta go and bolting. There's at least a subtle rotation. Yeah, that's great. Wow. This is just it, this is this this sequence is just so impeccably shot. It's insane that you don't even notice those things because it's just like built into the way the scene feels. Mm-hmm. It you get really wrapped up in the moment. Yeah, wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is this is Shooting. one when we were going through watching these initially. That was the one where I most was like, "Wait, was that a whole minute?" <laughs> just because you're so you're so enveloped in what's happening. I was like, "No, that was like twenty seconds. What are you talking about? No, no that was a whole minute of film." Wow. Well, yeah. And- I just want to go back to the crowd laughing, if, if everyone's okay with mm-hmm. that. I love the crowd laughing. The crowd laughing at the beginning of the scene, I realized that this scene in this movie was prepping me for a few years, like for, you know, what, 10 years later or whatever, when I watched Get Out for the first time. Because this many white people outside on a lawn ominously <laughs> laughing. Yeah. But yeah, and yeah, they all I mean, know I mean, something that our hero doesn't. Yeah, like Get it's Out. Instilling. Get Out isn't uh, unlike The Wicker Man in that it's you know our protagonist ventures into a very 
unfamiliar kind of scary weird world where everything is subtly creepy and then not so subtly creepy and then horrifying takes friendly stuff and like flips it and makes it like horrifying yeah yeah absolutely or like hot fuzz (laughs) (laughs) right uh yeah, I mean I think both movies are 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 definitely inspired by the Wicker Man. I think that's where that that feeling definitely uh comes from at least in the language of film mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's it's uh it's it's great. Like the 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 creepy tension of them laughing and and all of that. And then they pull out the second name and it's Tim's name and it's just it's just at this point like Come on, guys! Like, can we can we can we make this a little more subtle? Can you can you not just <laughs> flaunt your murderous intentions? Um, I just well, he, they're what, just daring him to figure them out. What I really love is at about fifty one fifty fifty one seconds when when the reverend specifically says, you know, Tim, your number's up. Yeah, <laughs> and. Yeah, which is like, again, just driving that nail in even harder. But then we get that panning shot of the crowd and the one old guy up front who like points and laughs because uh, he's just so... <laughs> he's a neighborhood watch guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's just, he's like, oh, that was a good joke. Like he's pointing out like, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I don't know. Something something about the OU point after making a joke about oh, murdering yeah. somebody is just, it's so perfectly this movie. Yeah. I mean, they're just they're just goading Angel into action. You know, they're like they're they're it's it's really I mean, they are playing with fire and they have no idea. An act he does. Yeah. He leaps in that. He makes a split second gut instinct decision. He's like, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm this gonna, is this. These people laughing is <laughs> too creepy. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm out. Yeah. I got to get out of here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just immediately putting together, wait, I saw Skinner threat, looking at Tim threateningly. Splat the rat. Splat the rat. And I know that, that Skinner er, isn't here because we called his name and Tim's not here because he's supposed to be meeting me, you know? And so he's just like putting it all together in his head and, 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 you know, making a move. Um, it's, uh, it's a really, really great sequence. Uh, for for tension and everything, and it's interesting as well because you know we you know you brought up that that Hitchcock quote you know and in the last minute the last minute didn't apply to the Hitchcock quote right because the last because the Hitchcock quote is if there's a bomb under the table you show the bomb and you play the scene as normal and suddenly you have tension mm-hmm. right the audience knows about the bomb right the, the audience the players do not exactly exactly and so the last minute didn't really apply to that. Mm-hmm. This minute does though, because now we see the bomb yeah. being the 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 pillar at the top of the of the, the, Tim the can't steeple see it. or whatever. Nicholas can't see it, but we the audience can see it. Right. It's really, really well done. And it's just sort of using like every uh visual uh, trick and trope to like the best possible use in this sequence. Mm-hmm. It's it's excellent. <clears throat> yeah, I mean I don't I don't know. Like there's there's not a whole lot of uh notes to be had about this one unfortunately cuz it's no, it's just a really really good minute. Yeah, yeah, it's just really it's really rich with tension, but there's not a lot going on. It's a lot of spinning and there's a lot of running and waiting and, you know, uh looks being exchanged <laughs> and uh uncomfortable laughing, maniacal laughing. <laughs> um but uh it's uh yeah. I don't know. It's a really, really good minute. So, so guys, uh, what is? Do you, do you guys remember the first time that you saw Hot Fuzz, or or just your thoughts on the Cornetto trilogy in general? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, uh, I saw, well, I first I saw Shaun of the Dead in theaters. Um, you are, I, you are, you are in a rare sort of, of people. Uh, not many people <laughs> did that for sure. Yeah, no, I saw Shaun of the Dead in theaters. I was probably too young to see Shaun of you the Dead in theaters when I saw Shaun of the Dead in theaters. You saw so many things too young. I did. Um, but actually my mom took me to see Shaun of the Dead in theaters. <laughs> Uh, what was her thought process on that? I one? don't know. Honestly, my mom was generally pretty down with violence. As she was, she was like, honestly, she didn't care if I saw violence as long as I didn't see sex. Oh, I just meant that your mom doesn't seem like a big Shaun of the Dead fan. Um, well, I mean, she didn't know what it was. She just knew I wanted to go see a movie, and she enjoyed it. Yeah. My my mom likes a good old fashioned violence every now and again. But anyway, I saw Shaun of the Dead in theaters just because the I, the ads really amped me up, and I thought it looked really cool. Um, and so then when I saw, like, all I needed to know was like, oh, it's the same people behind Shaun of the Dead are making another movie. I didn't really know a whole lot about what the movie was going to be about. I knew that there were going to be cops and they were going to have guns. And I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's good by me. Um, and so actually, again, I went with my mom and saw Hot Fuzz and, I think actually Hot Fuzz is one that I didn't fully appreciate the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of these, again, I was pretty young when it came out. And so a lot of these nuances and the just the subtleties of the storytelling went over my head. And so for a long time, I was like, yeah, Hot Fuzz was pretty good, but it was no Shaun of the Dead. See, and that's funny because I was the opposite. I didn't see Shaun of the Dead in theaters. I think... Probably my brother and dad went to see Hot Fuzz in theaters, and then I watched it on DVD or something like that. I don't remember for sure. But I remember as soon as I watched it, I was like, I want to own this. I want this in my life. And and I've felt bad for years, and now as an adult, I'm, I'm definitely at peace at it, and I'm proud of it, where I have always loved Hot Fuzz best. And now as an adult, I'm like, yeah, because it, it was the best one. <laughs> yeah, so for a long time, I kind of I slept on Hot Fuzz, and then um, relatively... Relatively recently, a couple of years ago, uh, we sat down and we watched Hot Fuzz again, and I saw all of this happen. I was like, "Oh, yeah, this movie is way better than I remember." And like, I never thought it was bad, but I just hadn't. I always just thought Shaun of the Dead was was the better of the two. And I think it's de- a good movie. Deep in my heart, I love Shaun of the Dead more, it's, but I fully recognize good. that Hot Fuzz is the better movie. It's it's just like how deep in my heart I love Princess Mononoke, but that doesn't change the fact that Spirited Away is Miyazaki's best movie. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're the, we're the very, very, uh, uh, small minority of people who think that the world's end is the best one. Um, and uh, basically we have yet to meet anyone who agrees with us. I think my favorite Miyazaki movie is Kiki's delivery service. Mine too. Yeah, no, I, Kiki's is a good one. Um, but but to speak to the to the world's end, um, we've only actually watched that one the once. Oh, okay. So I I, I saw would, it. I I saw that movie twelve times in theaters because I loved it so much. Wow. Uh, yeah. No, we tried to see it in theaters, but it was not showing at the only movie theater in our tiny rural Illinois college town. Wow. Um, so we literally could not see it hey, in theaters. It was an AMC. It wasn't that rural. <laughs> Still, it was the only theater for for many miles. Yes. Um, so we couldn't see. We wanted to see it because it came out like right when classes first started, mm-hmm. and we were both going to be on campus early for some reason. So we're like, oh, let's go, and it'll just be it'll be a date. It'll be, just be us. We'll be the only ones on campus, and we'll go see World's End. And then we couldn't. So we didn't see it until many years later when we just we got the the Blu-ray combo pack of all three of them. 
for Christmas wow. some year. And then we finally sat down to watch it. And I enjoyed it. I would be willing to to watch it again um, with a critical eye and see, uh, I don't know, but see it, how it stacks up. I would love to do just a movie night where we watch all three. We should do that sometime. Okay. <laughs> uh, write that down. Um. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can we can live tweet it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's, it's, uh, it's, I, you know, I don't, I don't disagree with everything you guys are saying. I mean, the thing is, I think that qualitatively these three movies are so close to each other. It's, it's kind of insane. Like I, I think the Cornetto trilogy uh, is as near a perfect trilogy as you can possibly get in film. And just Edgar Wright's, Edgar Wright's body of work is just so good. Cause I, yeah. I deeply love Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Um, I- we, we we deeply yeah we deeply love Scott Pilgrim but uh, I don't I don't know if I would still say but for many years I would have said Scott Pilgrim versus the world is my favorite movie of all time wow I don't know yeah. what I I would need to stop and rethink it now because I'm not really sure what I would say now well but, but it hit both of us at that perfect moment where I mean just to give away how old we are it came out the summer after we graduated high school and both of us had very like across the country from each other, very pivotal moments in our life where we went to see the midnight show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it just felt important. Um, yeah. We were right in the, in the target demographic for it when it came out. And yeah. then I mean, we only saw it the one time and we own it, but we haven't watched it again. But I remember in theaters, I adored baby driver. So like Edgar, uh, Edgar Wright is just a name that I implicitly trust. Yeah, for sure. For Definitely. sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, we've got, uh, one more, uh, one more minute to talk about this week. Um, in the meantime, guys, if you are in the market for, uh, t-shirts or coffee mugs or, uh, what have you go to our T public store, duelinggenre.com slash merch iPhone cases, iPhone cases. Yep. Those are there too. Uh, they are, uh, they, they, they have all kinds of merch, including stuff for, our uh, our 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 podcasts and uh, the dueling genre network, but also if you use that link and shop for anything at T Public, we will uh, get a little cut of uh, whatever you buy. So uh, we'll get a bigger cut for our own stuff and a smaller cut for the other stuff. But it's all cool. So if you're in the market to use T Public anytime soon, use our uh, link duelinggenre.com/slash/merch. We would appreciate it, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with minute 60 for the greater good the greater good the greater good the greater good out in the country far from all the subtle noise of the city there's a village green it's been a long time since i last set eyes in the church with the steam